From the FSU College of Law, I'm Alva Striplin. And I'm Jeff Kahn. Whether you're thinking about law school or are in law school and have no idea what's next or how you're going to get there, we're here to help. From deciding what classes to sign up for as a 2L or hoping for that key internship that will lead to the next big thing, these students are Taking taking Care care of of business. Business. Today's guest is a 3L here at the FSU College of Law, or an incoming 3L, correct? Yes. Okay. She is also incoming editor of the Law Review. We'll definitely want to talk on talk about that. And she's originally from Miami. We welcome to the show Natalie Alonzo. Welcome, Natalie. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. We were just talking about spring break coming up next week, and you yes. are headed back home to Miami. Yes. You still have family there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited to see mom and dad. <laughs> When's the last time you saw them? January. Okay, not too long ago. Yeah. A couple of months. All right. Well, hopefully there'll be some warm weather down there when you get right. there. For my mom, it's like ages, though. <laughs> it feels like ages, is what she tells me. So. I'm a mother. I completely <laughs> understand that. So tell us a little bit about how you got from Miami to Tallahassee, what brought you here, and a little bit about your undergrad. Sure. So I did my undergrad at FIU down in Miami, and I actually did the Summer for Undergraduates program here at FSU Law. So I don't know if you know a little bit about that program. It's um, an opportunity for undergraduate students to come to law school here at FSU. It's all expenses paid. They even give you a stipend. And you learn about law school, what law school is, the law school admission process. You get to network with alumni. And that really opened my eyes to a potential of going to law school and especially coming here to FSU Law. And that pretty much piqued my interest in coming here specifically to FSU Law and to Tallahassee. Was it a whole week? Were you here on campus? It was four weeks. Four weeks? Yeah, we stayed in the dorms and um, four, four and a half to four weeks. Yeah. And do you actually attend mock classes, yes. sort of? Yeah, okay. we had Professor Stern okay. do like a mini con law class. And um, then we had a legal writing course where at the end we got to do an appellate brief. So it was kind of like a mini, mini, mini 1L year, but it was a great experience. And it helped me realize law school was something I was interested in, but also law school was something that I can do because I did it, kind of. <laughs> How did you hear about that program? Um, there were a couple students at FIU that had done it already, and they strongly recommended it to me. They're like, it's a great program, great opportunity, and I am super happy that I went. Good. Um, so your undergrad, what did you major in? I majored in finance. Majored in finance. Now you're in law school. How do you merge those two together in the perfect world? Yeah. So when I first started undergrad, I just wanted to do business. I didn't really think I wanted to go into law. Law wasn't something really in my peripheral. Um, but what really piqued my interest was actually a course that I took. I took a global private banking course. And in that course, um, my professor actually brought in banking regulators. They were actual attorneys that came in to speak to us about what they do. And I thought that was really interesting. I wasn't like, oh, law school, I'm going to go to law school now. But I thought that what they did was very interesting. And I started looking a little more into, hmm, maybe law school seems like a good idea. Um, And then I took other courses in undergrad. I took securities regulation, lots of um, compliance that we had to learn um, in that course. And that also piqued my interest. And then I decided to go to the Summer for Undergraduates program. Um, I'm like, what do I have to lose? 
just four weeks of my summer. And from there, I kind of just switched gears. I started working for Corp Law, which is a small firm in Miami that specialized in helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I, I just loved what I was doing. And I really thought that law school was the right path for me. So it kind of was kind of fell into it. But um, I I am very happy with um, that I kind of stumbled into it like that. It sounds like you did stumble. Yeah. It was not <laughs> intentional. Did any other schools that you applied to offer that summer, that unusual summer experience? No. Well, I don't think in Florida there's any other schools that do that. I know there's a few out of state, but Tallahassee was the closest thing to Miami that has that. So. That's so wonderful to hear that. I think that's a great recommendation for students yeah. that might be listening and considering law school, or maybe they hadn't considered law school. Come and give it yeah. a try. Wonderful. So business law, define what that means to you and what all does that encompass? It's so funny because I always get asked this in interviews and I'm like, in, business law is just such a big umbrella to me. And to that it's great because there's so much for me to explore. I think of tax, I think of regulatory and compliance work, I think of banking and finance, real estate. It's just this whole umbrella of different things. And I think that's one of the good parts of it as a student, you can kind of just explore um, different areas. And do you know, um, after, well, let me ask you this, after graduation, I mean, we, we obviously agree on that. And we've had several students say that that's a common theme of, of the big umbrella. And, right. and I like that wording that way. And you brought up, obviously, some of the, the major areas people think of, but people, um, you know, other areas get counted as well. But we've also had several people talk about what they want to do after. And, you know, we've had it range again from transactional work to litigation work to government work. Do you have a sense of where you want to be after after law school? Yeah. So I, the firm I currently work at does administrative and regulatory work. And that's kind of where I thought I wanted to be. And I, I do like that type of work, but I'm still exploring. The firm I'm going to be at this summer does a little bit more of transactional business what traditionally would be business law work. So I'm, I'm, want to get that experience and then get an answer for what I'm really interested in. Well, and if you don't mind, explain to people listening, what, what did you mean by regulatory work? How would you describe that? Yeah, so um, the firm that I work at, a lot of our clients are in highly regulated industries, and we deal a lot with the state departments here, Department of Health, Department of Business and Professional Regulation, Department of the Division of um, Paramutual Wagering, so a lot of our work is um, dealing with new rules and legislation that comes out, see how they affect our clients. Some of my work involves um, taking that information, that new legislation, drafting a memo to be sent to our clients so they can understand the impact of that. Um, and then just also any violations that come up, um, we help them with so they can understand um, and try to work with regulators to see what we can do. Perfect. All right, now I want you to think back to your law school career, which you still obviously got another year to go, so it's not done yet. But think back to your last two years. What I wanted you to think about is what would you say was the most confusing thing you learned in class that you got to, had to get over? What is it that you struggled the most with? What kind of doctrine or, or, or part of the law would you say? That is a good question. Hmm. I think I struggled a little bit with... Not a little bit. I think I definitely struggled with calm law, which is ironic because I use that a lot at work now, Florida calm law. Um, but um, when I took constitutional law one all year, the cases are really dense. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the doctrines are 
pretty abstract. And I was like, oh, there's no way like I'd ever need this. Come summer, I'm like looking up things that actually I learned from Calm Law. So um, yeah, that was definitely a challenging course, but actually became useful. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of students think that. They, they think yeah. that con law is, is maybe straightforward, or of course it's the course that the, the cases we hear about in the news and yeah. so on. And it ends up being these kind of, as you said, very dense, but also, as you said, very useful. Um, I think, again, business lawyers don't think, oh, I'm going to have to worry about this. Yeah. Um, but they're absolutely wrong, as you've, <laughs> as you've said. So that's great. All right. What is what do you think is something you've learned in class? And and this is putting on in the spot, Natalie. But what do you think is something you've learned in class that you will never use? I will never use. And that's a that can be a wide range of things. But but think and think about it. You know, and this we've we've asked this question fairly regularly. So what what doctrine did you learn? And you sit there and you thought, I am never going to use this. I took bankruptcy because you know I'm interested in business law. Yeah. Thought I'd love it. I'm not going to be a bankruptcy lawyer. <laughs> That's what my mom told me when I was like, I don't know what I'm learning. She's like, are you going to become a bankruptcy lawyer? I'm like, no. She's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just that class was definitely a struggle for me. And I'm um, for sure crossed that off of the umbrella for okay. me. All right. It's a big umbrella. And yeah. that has been a consensus, like Jeff said, from our students that business law doesn't necessarily just mean one direction or one yeah. area. It is very, it's vast. Yeah. And you can go from one to the other, especially with your finance background in undergrad and translate what you learn there into your career. So let's talk about your career a little bit. What do you see yourself doing after graduation? I know you have another year left, correct? So right. not quite there yet. What do you think? What would be the perfect ideal job? I'm thinking something, um, I like working at a firm. I haven't had the opportunity to work um, public sector yet, um, but I do like the idea of working at a firm, probably mid-sized. Um, all the firms I've been at so far are small, so um, I like that kind of small firm feel. Um, so that's kind of where I see myself, and I see myself either ending up in South Florida or Tampa. I don't know yet. Back home. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, let's go back to the, you being editor of the Law Review. That is a really prestigious thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I would imagine it requires a lot of your time. Explain exactly what that means. What does it mean to be editor of the Law Review? And what do you do um, on a day-to-day -day basis for that? For the Law Review or Business Review? Which one are you? Um, so I'm a staff editor for Law Review. Okay. And then um, I'll be the incoming editor-in-chief for Business Review. Well, let's talk about the difference. So what is the difference between the two? Sure. So um, I guess the difference is just the journals itself. Um, Law Review, the flagship journal at our school, um, pretty much takes a wide range of different topics. Um, there's um, – it's – there's a selective group of students that are invited to the law review, and then there's also the write-on competition. So it's a very selective process to get in. Um, same thing with business review. But I think it just comes down to what the topics are. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my, my roles are kind of different in both journals. In law review, I'm a staff editor. I just do subsiding and I do article selection reviews. Business review I've taken on more of a leadership position because it's something that I am interested in and passionate about. 
And, and that's not unusual, obviously, to be on two journals, particularly the flagship and, and a secondary journal. Right. Um, but does that show as well that you that you just enjoy the writing aspect or the or, or, or meeting with the authors or, or just the whole process? I mean, what is it that clicked for you that made it so you said, you know, not only do I want to do this once, but I want to do it for two journals? <laughs> yeah, I think what really clicked for me was my legal writing course. I loved legal writing. That was my favorite class. I'm actually a TA now for it. So um, people think I'm crazy that I like using my blue book and citing and fixing citations, but it's just something that I like. I guess that makes me kind of nerdy, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I figured you liked writing. I saw down here you co-authored Prescribing of Controlled Substances by Physician Assistants. Yes. Tell us a little (laughs) bit about that. You must be a really good writer and a good reader. Most good readers become good writers. Yeah, so that was a project I worked on with a partner at Um, the Lockwood Law Firm. He works with um, the Florida Board of Pharmacy, and um, they had asked him to um, write an article about um, a new bill that had come out. Um, And he had asked me for help on it, and he was like, hey, like this is a really great opportunity. And um, I did some research, ended up finding out a bill that had just gone signed by the governor that (laughs) was changing a lot of regulations um, in um, pharmacy. And we wrote about it, and it got published, and it was a great opportunity for me. What a great experience. You hope to be published again? Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) We will see. I definitely see that in your future. All right, well, let's move on to the pop quiz. Little, okay. uh, little quick answer questions here. Don't look. It gives yeah. it away. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Uh, are you a morning person or a night owl? Oof. Is this rapid fire? Mm, sort of. Obviously not, because okay. you're st- we're still talking about it, so it's not that rapid. <laughs> I'll just say law school makes me a morning person. Oh. I'll leave it like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you get up because you have a lot to study, pack mm-hmm. in everything. Got it. So now that you've become a morning person, sounds like maybe you weren't originally. What kind of coffee do you have in the morning? Oh, just regular Starbucks K-cup coffee. I love That's the K-cup. This is a repetitive theory, too. It saves money than going and buying Oh, yeah. That. And time. Okay. Nothing against Starbucks. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> well, she said she was buying the Starbucks. The Starbucks yeah. K-Cups. K-Cups. Yes, that's so exactly. they're, they're not yeah. unhappy. That's true. But just black or do you take something in it? Oh, I put like a little bit of cream. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little bit of cream. Mm-hmm. All right. Oddest study habit. Oddest study habit. Oddest. Weird. Hmm, okay. Something unusual that you think might be unusual. It might not be unusual. I like to make a lot of tables which some people don't like um but my attack outline will just be like weird flow charts that only i can understand or like weird charts and i'll send it to to people and they're like oh yeah it's helpful (laughs) but um for me it, it it really condenses down all the material and then on exam day i can just look at that and have it as a reference sheet um, so yeah, I really like condensing things down into like one page charts. I think that's a great me. tidbit for yeah. some of our students listening or to be students. Yeah. All right. What's the one movie you could watch over and over and over again? Ooh. Oh, I love Marley and Me. Oh, that that's movie? the dog. Is that the sad dog movie? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but even I know it's the sad yeah. dog movie. Jen- yeah. Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah. That, that movie goes way back. You it must have does. been kind of young when you first watched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 
But okay. I love that movie. Okay. All right. Uh, what are you listening to on your uh, in your daily life? What's your what's your go to music? My go to music kind of varies. Um, I'm really like regular pop music. I love Adele. I love Doja Cat. Um, and then sometimes I'll lately I've been really into 80s music. I don't know what it is. Oh, that's I my think era. it's I think it's like the drives that I take with my dad. It just kind of like takes me back when my dad would put on that music um so yeah sometimes i'll put on like the apple 80s <laughs> madonna mm-hmm, okay yeah. you might have to tease your hair up and <laughs> you know go with the big hair and the shoulder pads too while, yeah. you're, while you're at it leg warmers not a good fashion era jeff it just wasn't it just wasn't music was okay fashion not so much <laughs> all right ideal vacation last question where would you go japan Wow, that that's the first answer she didn't really think about. She just killed it right there. Where in Japan and why? I don't know where, but um, why is because my dad, um, he was stationed in Japan. He was in the Air Force. He was there for five years, and he always has these incredible stories about where he went and um, places that he visited, and that's just always been, like, my dream Um vacation to go to has he been back since then no he hasn't so mm-hmm. would you take him if you could oh yeah him? yeah <laughs> that's a great story you gotta ask that. one more question because there's one question we you forgot that we've asked everybody else oh my gosh now the pressure's on me right. <laughs> oh yes the question yeah. okay ready yes what's the one absolute must-have article of clothing for law school can it be like an accessory? I'm not going to answer any questions about the question. It is whatever you want it to be. This is a deposition. Just answer the question. Okay. I guess a back, a nice backpack. Is a backpack an article of clothing? Mm. I'm going to ant on that answer okay. because that's a temp, that, I would say mm. call that an accessory. Yeah. Let's go with article of clothing. Boy, she she did Japan answer was like that, yeah. and she can't think of the one I thing. I guess just a nice blazer. <laughs> ding, 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 yeah, ding. That's yeah. the right answer. That's the number one answer on the board. We yeah. had we had several people say the nice blazer. We've had a few other answers. Um, where would you go to get the good blazer? Mm. Do you have one that you like? Yeah, I have one. My cousin used to work for Banana Republic, so I got like a little deal. Um, <laughs> they have good stuff, and it's a little modernized, not yeah. quite so. And it's fitted. It's nice and fitted. Um, so I have one in blue, and I've got one in black, and those are really nice. They're, that's all you need? Staples, yeah. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Blue, black, that's my yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. little khaki, white thrown <laughs> in just to shake it up, but you're hit, you're perfect. Exactly what you need. Good recommendations. All right, Natalie, well, this has been lovely. We've enjoyed having you. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for having me. This podcast made possible by a generous donation from Jeff and Aggie Stoops. Special thanks to FSU College of Law's Professor Sean Bairn for creating our theme music.